Welcome back to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker, and I'm joined, as always, and back in person, Matt Sageburn and Chamberlain. How you doing, Matt? Again, we're we're double vax. We're or, yeah. uh, you know feeling good and and uh, just trying to consume all that the NBA has been willing to throw at us over the last two weeks. Yeah, we took a, a well, I took a, a vacation, a we week off. Yeah, it was uh it was good. We went to Colorado. Uh, apparently I am a curse for whatever state I'm in <laughs> because I was watching the Nuggets play Golden State and then uh, Jamal Murray goes down. Tears his ACL. Tears his ACL, so I apologize to all the Denver fans. <laughs> apparently I cursed your team this year. Straight on you. Um, so apologies for that, but uh, we're moving on. We're moving on. It's fine. We'll get there eventually. Uh, and if you haven't uh, already... Give us a follow on social media, on Twitter, and on Instagram specifically. And if you haven't yet, uh, find us on the podcast platform of your choice and give us a review. We would greatly appreciate that. If you missed episode uh, 106, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. It was a long time ago. But we talked about the Drew Holiday extension. We talked about tanking teams. And then we picked our League Pass teams for the week. Matt watched the Miami Heat who are 28 and 28 and playing the Brooklyn Nets as we're recording and they were 2 and 4 since we last recorded. Not great. Not good. Not good for a team that went to the finals and has aspirations of doing that again this year. Me on the other hand, I watched the Los Angeles Lakers who are 35 and 22 and 4 and 3 since we last recorded. My boy Dennis Schroeder coming in clutch the other night. Their ability to stay around 500 through the LeBron and Anthony Davis injuries has been honestly super remarkable. I well, did not expect it. It kind of speaks to like how this team is built differently than last year's team. Yeah. Because last year's team was kind of a wreck without either one of those players on the court, and now they have some playmakers outside of that. Right. Moving on to NBA news, Matt. There's a lot here. What did yeah. we miss? We'll run through all this. Um, try not to spend too much time on, on any one thing, but... Um, where to start here? Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge retired. So that was kind of out of the blue. Although, uh, Aldridge has had, um, some heart issues before. Um, yeah, he was, he was diagnosed, diagnosed back in his rookie year, right? Yeah. With this, this, this disease that was causing some, some health issues early on. So it's always been known. And so I think that's probably what made it scary. You know, he's well into his career now um, in his mid-30s, and so he experienced an irregular heartbeat um, in their game about a week ago now, and so then he decided after getting checked out further at the hospital um, to go ahead and retire, hang it up. Um, a lot of guys come into his, you know, praises on social media, as um, they should. He had a great career. Maybe not Hall of Fame, but he had a great career, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, it was... He had some spectacular moments, especially in the playoffs, um, especially early on with, like, Dame. Yeah. Um, wish we could have seen, like, the Brandon Roy, LaMarcus Aldridge thing more. Yeah. Probably wish we could have seen the LaMarcus-Dame thing a little more. That's but... the thing. I feel like LaMarcus's career is a bunch of what-ifs. Yeah. Unfortunately, because, yeah. like, Kawhi gets injured in that series when he was the spur early on. Uh, they lose to Oklahoma City that year. They're, like, 69-13 and 13 or whatever, and you know 20 whatever or 40 and one at home or whatever and uh 
they can't move past the second round there. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of what ifs with and that. Ring chasing this year um, to Brooklyn, and then uh, doesn't get the ultimate opportunity. Gave him some money too yeah. to go to Brooklyn, yeah. and then this this happens. But again, at least they uh, think he's going to make a recover, like full recovery. But he just doesn't want to risk it more. Um, so I totally understand that. A um, couple of league. What do you call this? Buying teams? Um, <laughs> Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie uh, agreed to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, long been on the market, but not for whatever it seemed like either a reasonable price or deal. Um, however you want to phrase that from the current owner. And uh, a deal did get done. The funniest part of all this is Anthony Edwards' commentary on, on the whole situation. Ryan, is Minnesota staying in Minnesota? No, there's absolutely zero <laughs> chance. What the uh, current owner, Glenn Taylor, came out and said, the league won't let the Minnesota Timberwolves move from Minnesota. I was like, yeah, I'm sure that's what the former owner of the Seattle Supersonics <laughs> said right before the team got moved to Oklahoma City. Yep. Uh, I've seen this show before, and it doesn't end with the team staying in As the current same Oklahoma residents. <laughs> um, we, we know what's going to happen here. Um and then Dwayne Wade buys a minority share in the Utah Jazz, uh, which, interesting. I mean, he's already kind of, like, showing up, like, at a game, um, sitting with the, the new owner um, who acquired the Jazz going into the year. So, interesting. Also getting uh, Mickey Aronson's, you know, thoughts on the whole thing, the, the owner of the Miami Heat. Yeah. Um, little drama, maybe, maybe not. I don't know if it really matters. Who cares? Dwayne Wade's just trying to make money. So, yeah. do you. I, I, I like that more players, like at least D. Wade, in this instance, are getting into league ownership. Right. Um, it's something the league needs more of and more voices like that um, in ownership. So I'm really pumped that, that he's getting into it. I'm sure we'll see players like LeBron and some of these other, other maybe even Carmelo. Right. Well, we saw like Garnett try to get in with the Timberwolves, but yeah. they just could never get the deal done with right. Glenn Taylor. I mean, also Garnett and... Uh, Taylor hate each other. So part <laughs> of that, that too. Um, moving on, uh, a handful of injuries since we last spoke. So Donovan Mitchell had a terribly scary looking injury, but mm-hmm. um, they're calling it what is a relatively normal sprained ankle. Be reevaluated week to week. Um, John, Jamal Murray, the one you mentioned, tears his ACL, done for the year. James Wiseman tore his meniscus, um, a rookie for Golden State, out for the year. Steve Kerr with some very interesting uh, comments recently about James Wiseman um, and the Golden State Warriors. Giving off big, uh, I don't want to be here vibes, or I don't want to deal with this vibes. Um, kind of try to walk it back, I think, yesterday or today, saying like big men just take more time to develop, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to seeing like what Wiseman will be, because we know it will be great or something like that. That's what he said today to kind of backtrack a little bit. I, I also feel like Steve Kerr's like, why didn't we just draft like Lamelo or yeah someone else right um and then patrick beverly has a broken hand while he could come back sooner most likely he's out four to six weeks um victor oladipo also had a scary knee injury um he's missed five straight games and he's just on a um reevaluation as needed process so we might see him sooner probably not um and then some interesting uh signings here um my Boston Celtics uh, released Mo Wagner, which, you know, whatever. Clearly, Luke Cornett was the 
um, gem of the Chicago Bull <laughs> trade um, at the trade deadline. So they released Mo Wagner, who they got in that deal as well, to sign Jabari Parker, who played like 15 minutes in his like Celtics debut. Um, was stunned. Not bad, though. I just don't know what we're going for here, but yeah, okay. It feels like you're just taking a flyer. Like, I get it. Like, he, you know, just take a flyer on a guy who was formerly, what, a number two pick? Yeah. So uh, I get it. Just see what happens. Um, the Lakers signed Ben McLemore after he got released um, by Houston and already had a couple nice moments for LA. Just, again, a guy like that's just exactly what the Lakers need. Not necessarily Ben McLemore is a perfect guy, but like, you just find guys like that off the scrap heap trying to make a championship run. Dude can hit corner threes. Yeah. And that's like all you need from yeah. like one of these role players. Um, Kim Birch got released by the Orlando Magic. That was What surprising. are we doing here? It, it's like how Boston <laughs> traded away all their centers to make uh, Brad Stevens play uh, Robert Williams. They did that in Orlando to make them play Mo Bamba. And, but I mean, what? Okay. It's not like Kim Birch is like 50 years old. He's no. a good player. What are we doing? Um, how you couldn't convince Toronto to like trade you a second round pick or something like at the deadline is beyond me. I just don't get it. Um, but yeah, so he's going to Toronto. Where he's from? Like he is, he's a native right. Canadian. Um, so going back across the border. Not really. He's just going over to Tampa. So <laughs> he doesn't even have to leave the state of Florida. That's weird. Um, Austin Rivers. We Everyone had thought he was going to sign with Milwaukee. After he initially got mm, um, waved. Re- yeah, waived earlier, um, pre-deadline, and then just never ended up signing there, uh, and I guess decided to hold out for a better opportunity. And so with the Jamal Murray injury, he found a better opportunity with Denver of, like, he's going to be an important guard for that team now um, for the home stretch of the season and going into the playoffs. And then also Dwayne Dedman signs with the Miami Heat after they had to um, trade some of their big men around the trade deadline, Kelly Olenek and Myers Leonard. And then the Oklahoma City Thunder, they've decided to sign uh, Gabriel Deck uh, from Real Madrid, who starter over there, good, very good Argentinian player. Basically, Oklahoma City needs to hit the cap floor. <laughs> They're still a bit short on that by about a million dollars, but I'm sure you can bring in some G League guys and... You know, on they signed this guy days. to like a three-year, fourteen million deal. Four-year, I think yeah, it's four-year, four fourteen and a half million. Uh, and I was like, "What in the world are we doing here?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, we have the the cap." Like literally, team. I think it was like, yeah, it's basically three and a half million a year yeah. or so. I think they need to be at like four point two or something <laughs> this year, so they're almost there to getting the cap floor. Ryan, Sam um, Presti doing his greatest tank impersonation ever. This is amazing. I'm so, I'm here for it. Um. Shout out, shout out Oklahoma City. So our main topic today, mm, mm. Uh, we're going to have some preliminary MVP discussions, not necessarily who we're voting for here or what order we're voting in, um, if we had to put guys, you know, one to five or one to 10, but we're talking about what each legitimate MVP candidate needs to do moving down the final 15 or so games of the regular season to either re-enter that top of the mvp discussion or if they're already there to secure the mvp so we have i think nine guys on this list um starting from the bottom 
it bottom ish i mean there's it's kind of a big middle-ish clump here so there's not yeah. really a true bottom but we'll have chris paul Kawhi, luca Giannis, harden dame steph and then we'll also obviously talk about joel Embiid and nikola Jokic, who are kind of viewed as the top two might notice did not mention lebron in this only because no idea if he's playing the rest of the year rest of the regular season yeah which if he doesn't, it's probably still fine for the Lakers as long as he's ready for the playoffs game one. But if assuming he doesn't play much, if any, of the final uh, regular season 15 or so games, can't really have him in this conversation, I think. Unfortunate, because he was playing at an MVP level before the injury. But you can't miss, you know, what ends up probably being, what, 20 25, games. 30 yeah. games. So yeah. he's not going to be one we would be talking about in this. So we'll start from the top, though. Let's get into this with Nikola Jokic. So the Nuggets obviously sustained the, the Jamal Murray injury. Mm. Mm. And if anything, it's just going to put even more spotlight and pressure on Jokic. So Ryan, if he, if, if he can keep the Nuggets in the top five in the West, possible. And I think he needs to have like those two MVP games. Like, you know, the Russ game in Denver secured Russ <laughs> right. his MVP. Right. You know, the the problem for Jokic, I think, at times is he does the passing as mm-hmm. well mm. as part of his MVP candidacy, like the miraculous passes. Yeah. And while we can all recognize like how important and valuable like that skill set is on the basketball court, when it comes to MVP voting, I think most people look more at scoring. So he needs a couple of like those MVP scoring games. Like he needs to, and you know, we look at Embiid and he's had 36, 38, 40. It's not that Jokic hasn't had some of those, but I think he needs at least like two 35, 40 point games here and keeping the Nuggets in the top five. I think that puts him at the top still of this discussion. Absolutely. Like I think Jokic, he was my MVP pick to begin the season. And for him to finish that out, I think you're absolutely right. He needs to, he needs those, um, just that moment, that MVP yeah. moment, that signature, like you point to this and that's why he's the MVP, right? Like he um, takes over a game late in the fourth quarter and he gets bucket, 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 nuggets win, right? Yeah. Maybe a game winner, the Luca, the Luca shot the yeah, other the, day. The what? I I can never the floater thing. Yeah, that that shot was just insane. Like yeah. we'll talk about Luca here in a minute, but good lord, that shot yeah. is otherworldly. Yeah. Like he needs to have like, like Jokic going back to Jokic. He needs to have like that Dirk like turnaround jumper, like ice the game type yeah. of moment. He had so many of those last year. Yeah. Um, just for whatever reason, hasn't had as many of those buzzer beater type moments, and it's not because of then like him missing him. It's just like he hasn't had to hit him this year as many times. So what is you're he, right. What is it called? The Sambor Shuffle? What? However you say it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Whatever we want to call it, the Jokic Shuffle. Let's yeah. just say that. Like he, I he just has like needs to have one of those moments where. It doesn't look like the Nuggets are going to win, and it needs to be against a top tier team. It can't yeah. be against like the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like right. it has to be against a playoff team, right. whether that be the Suns, or like um, playing like you know Portland trying to yeah. battle up to take their spot or something. Like right, he needs like against one of those teams. It needs to be like on TNT. Yeah, and, like everyone's like intentionally watching the game. That's like where it and when it needs to happen. 
And Pirates, Jokic, like, I don't want to say he's not a flashy player because his passes are flashy. But people, just, they don't view him in that way. You know, he's not the athlete of, like, a LeBron. He honestly doesn't feel as physically dominating as an Embiid. Right. Um, he's not the freak that is Giannis. He's not the ultra-skill, like, perimeter player of Steph or Dame or Harden or anything. It's just, like, he's just kind of his... He, he's we always joke the YMCA guy. Yeah, he's the just white, at the white ultimate dad, guy, like the ultimate version of it. Playing YMCA basketball, like that's how you describe his game, and it's hard to like quantify that. Yeah, like it's not like it like previous years like Giannis, like that dude can do anything on the court at any given time. Yeah. Jokic is kind of the same, just does it as an own pace. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's no speed to it whatsoever. No, no. And, and so I think while. Some, some like NBA media or you know, talking heads recognize like him as like a true MVP. Maybe not a lot of fans still do, but I think a couple of those moments might secure it in the minds of the the masses. Yeah, he needs to have that Twitter moment. Yeah, yeah, because that's what our society is dependent upon now. Right, especially NBA <laughs> talk. Anyways, moving on to the next candidate. Joel Embiid, Matt. Yeah, it's uh, it, he's been maybe the most dominant player in the NBA this season, and that's saying a lot when you have guys like LeBron James, uh, you know, Giannis, Harden. Yeah, guys who just dominate the game like in the ways we may aesthetically like more from the perimeter and everything. Yeah, but Embiid just killing. This killing is like things. an old school type of center. And the fun thing about this, more than anybody on this list, maybe, he's probably the best two-way player on the list we're going to talk about. There's yeah. maybe one other guy in Giannis down towards the bottom or quiet that we'll talk about. Um, but he's been dominant this year on both ends of the floor. What does it take for Embiid to really catch up to Jokic? Because it feels like Jokic has an edge here in this MVP conversation. Does it take him staying healthy? The Sixers locking in the one. Like, does he need a signature moment? Has he had that signature moment? I was saying he's had like it against a lot of top teams. The problem he's running into so much in the East is people kind of have a distorted view of Milwaukee. So right. it doesn't, not that it doesn't matter that he does it against Milwaukee, but in terms of MVP voting, it doesn't right. matter that he does it against Milwaukee. Right. Brooklyn's constantly had one or two of their top three guys out. So if you do it against Brooklyn, it's like, well, they didn't have guy. They didn't have player. Yeah. Um, and to do it against the West, you have to be playing West teams, which... You um, get two tr- chances at those. Yeah, and then, you know, is Joel Embiid playing in those games? So that's another part of it. Yeah, 100%. His health has been a huge conversation this year. Um, I think we we're talking off-air. If he were to play, what, every single game the rest of the year, he would hit... 75 percent yeah yeah right around there somewhere in that range and that's tough you only play three-fourths of your games like you got to play more games yeah i mean like you and i can't show up to work three out of every four days we have work like we We get fired yeah like that's just how it works (laughs) like even if we're great the three days we're there like that's just not how it works right right so i think that's part of it so we never win employee of the month yeah if (laughs) if that was our situation right like so you know it's like I, I think Joel Embiid has taken a legitimate step this year. 
right? He, I think he had a quote the other day, like he watched like some Dirk film and like really tried to like work on some of that adding into his game, like using his size and length, his advantage, like in the mid post and everything. And you see it as a shooter. He has definitely gotten better this year. Yeah. Um, to be able to have that as just an option. Cause while he is dominant in the post to have that as well, cause he's always thought he's had it. Um, and that was always the great thing about playing them <laughs> in the playoffs is like, yeah, go ahead and shoot the, the 30 footer. Like right. we'll gladly That's let you. That's where we, where we want you. Yeah. But now this year it's like, he's taking threes and it's like, oh no, he's just making it now. Yeah. Or he's taking like elbow jumpers and it's just like going in. Um, yeah. so I think it's for him, he's like, what else am I supposed to get better at? Like legitimately better. Cause he's mm. got, he's a great rim protector He's gotten better offensively. Like he's shooting from everywhere and doing it well. He's getting to the free throw line at will and shooting well there as well. It's not like a hack a shack situation. So if it's like if for him, it's probably like if it's not this year, then when? When am I winning it? How can I win it? Right. And I don't. I don't know. <laughs> well, that- somehow hope Nikola Jokic doesn't do what he's doing and LeBron gets hurt again. Like I don't. And but probably the biggest thing is play more games. Well, I th- yeah, I think you hit it on the head there, because coming out of All-Star break, I think a lot of the conversation was, well, this MVP thing's almost close to a wrap now that LeBron's out, been out some, um, and Embiid's look like the most dominant player. Like, if he can stay healthy, he, yeah. it's the ward's his. And then that first game coming out of the All-Star break, he gets injured, sprains his right knee, and then... He said he thought he was done. Yeah. He, th- he said he thought he was out for the year. Yeah, he thought, I mean, he was in a lot of pain, it swelled his knee swelled a couple times. I get like, it's tough because he's had been so dominant and like, there's like you said, like we've talked about in playoff matchups. It's like, okay, we, I want you right wing taking a 18 footer at this point, because if you go into the post, there's not a center in the league who can really stop you. Yeah. Um, so for being, it's tricky because I think he probably is really deserving of MVP this year. But it's... What happens when you have three guys like that or four guys like right. that? Or just two guys like that? Right. Um, and if you were to ask me, like, I want the guy who's played every single game. And that's Jokic this if year. If that's the ultimate tiebreaker, then yeah. Um, we'll go to the next guy. Steph. Um, I mean, he's just... I mean just burning down anything and everything in his path right now. He's averaging like 39 over his last 10 games. Um, he's, I mean, he's shooting basically 15 threes a game now, yeah. which is remarkable because he's already known as basically the greatest shooter of all time. If not just flat out the greatest shooter of all time. Now he's like, I'm just going to take all threes. Like I'm just going to shoot. This is what I'm going to shoot. And it, really hasn't mattered since the all-star break like who's guarding him how how deep like he is throw a double team at him like he's just like yeah it, it has so mattered. good um so that's why it's just kind of like he's you know like everyone's in their driveway like trying to be steph curry it's like it looks like he's playing against dudes in their driveway right now he, yeah like it's just so effortless he for him. looks like he's playing on like a uh, one of those like toddler rims, <laughs> and it's a bunch of toddlers around him, and he's taking like threes from across the room, and it's just like you're impressing like your like younger nephew or something. Yeah, right yeah, now. exactly. Um, and so like he's just carrying this what is not a very good Warriors team. 
And again, they've had guys out also. And so it's just like they're playing dudes who really shouldn't be getting NBA minutes. And Steph's keeping them in a lot of games. Had a tight one with Boston the other night. Um, so continue. I mean, maybe not 39 points a game, but continue doing what he's been doing. And if he can get the Warriors up to, what, the seven? Is is that enough to get him the MVP? Right now, I mean, they're basically a 500 team. I'm trying to keep them alive. But if they can get up to the seven, which is still, they're three games out of it right now. It's it, not out of the realm of possibility. It's not out of the realm of possibility. It would be a lot for them to get to the seven. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. And, like, I think the precedence here is the Westbrook MVP season. Right. Like, it's very similar where Russ was throwing out <laughs> quarter threes to Shmaje Christian. <laughs> and <laughs> asked me no where that guy here again. <laughs> yeah, asked me where that guy's playing in the NBA now. He's not. Yeah. Right? It's like the same. Like, yeah, Steph's playing with. Like, Kent Bazemore is one of their starting wings right now. Like, there's just not a lot to this team, yeah, unfortunately. Right. Um, it, it's sad because it's wasting an amazing stuff year. It is. Um, you know, as easy as they're doing that, I'm borderline just like, dude, just like tank out. Like, <laughs> Well, like, so, yeah. They're like three games ahead of New Orleans. Um, and it looked like there for a second, like if Steph doesn't continue this, like burning the league to the ground, they could fall out of the playoffs entire, yeah. entirely. I mean, like they they're were, currently the nine. They were the tenth, like borderline tenth, eleventh. Yeah. They're they have they're twenty eight and twenty nine. The Spurs are twenty seven and twenty eight. So and the Spurs are the ten. It's literally a ga- it's a game. Yeah. So it's Half just like um, the Pelicans are twenty five and thirty two as we speak. Tough loss today, the Knicks, um, or Stan Van Gundy just had some great quotes post game. Um, I mean, if they fell out, it may not be the worst thing like for the organization because it means they're getting a top ten pick in the for draft. Sure. Like, for it, sure. yeah. So you know that I'm not saying lose out, but I mean he's trying to get, just carry them to 500 basketball right now, and so. You know, I don't know if that's worth it. Is he going to get the MVP? You know, probably not. He, he's probably the longest shot at winning the MVP here, right? He's one of those guys where it's like he could get every third place vote, though, if he keeps doing what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if he's going to vote him first or second just because of how far down they are. Yeah, that's fair. So next is Dame. Um, missed a lot, the last, like, couple games. Um, but he's otherwise played every game this year. So, I mean, an Iron Man, obviously, but... I think what the biggest thing is, like, Portland has not been able to get into the top five. They've just somehow always, they're, like, stuck in the six. They've been stuck in the six, like, all year. So I think they need the Nuggets or Lakers to slip a bit to get into the top five. Maybe if they even got hot, got to the four. Um, That would be the move for Damian Lillard. Because once he comes back, he's just been dealing with, like, some hamstring issue. Um, but he's expected to be back, you know, any game now. And missing a total of what would be three to six games isn't that big yeah. of a deal. Um, it's when you start missing 10, 12, 15 games. <laughs> it starts being a big deal. Um, I think that's part of it, though. Because we do look at winning. I think that's part of this whole discussion for a lot of these teams is, and a lot of these players is we do look at winning when it comes to MVP. Like, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's a, that's a valid point because no one's... Like, if you're not making the playoffs, you're probably not in the MVP conversation. No. Um, 
I, I mean, like, it used to be, I mean, before Westbrook, I don't remember anybody below, like, the four getting yeah. MVP, right? Um, so that's a, that's a totally valid point. And I think the thing that we've talked about with these other guys, at least the top two, is that Dame's had his moment. It hasn't necessarily been on national TV, but, like, the game winner against the Bulls. Yeah. Um, just That's like, ridiculous. I, I mean, like, he's insane. Like, his crunch time numbers are just insane. Like, he's hitting, like, fifty over 50% from the field Yeah. in crunch like, time and, like, 60%, like, even. Closer to 60%. He's, he's like, remarkable when the game is on the line. Yeah. That's the thing. If And part of this is, like, uh, you play in Portland thing. Like, if he hit the shots he hit playing for, I mean, just about anyone else in the West. Like, the Knicks. Yeah. Like, if he was hitting these shots and playing for the Knicks, like like a, I think you'd A be... more major market, right. Like, he, the Knicks could have the record they have, but if Dame had hit the shots he had hit and played the way he played this year, he would be in the top five, yeah. top three discussion for MVP. Right. Because then it's also like, oh, you're elevating the Knicks. Um, so... That's why it's like for Dame, it's just so hard out of Portland, especially if you're not a top four team. So I think like you just got to pray that the Nuggets and Lakers finally have that bit of drop off. We expect them to at least somewhat have to, yeah. to get him there because his play is MVP worthy. Mm. It's it's not that part of it. That's the problem. That's a good point. And I also think the team around him has pretty, been pretty banged up this year. Right. CJ like, missed a, most of the year, it felt like. Nurkic's been out again. Yeah. Um, and they're, I mean, they just traded for Norm Powell. And, like, yeah. that chemistry thing's um, coming into play. They're not very good on defense. They're relying a lot on, like, Ennis Cantor. Which had, is not good. <laughs> had a big 30-rebound uh, game the other day, though. <laughs> that was insane. Uh, but... I think that's it. It's like this team feels like it should be better than it is, even though Dame is playing at this level. Um, it feels like it should be a top four team, but yeah. you're right. It's just they've stuck around the six and they can't seem to get over that hump. Which maybe we should give them more credit for sticking around at the six with all the injuries and everything they've had to deal with. But that's just honestly, it's not the narrative that gets played. So yeah, that's a fair point. Fair point. Moving on to the back to the east. James Harden. Yeah. So this is an interesting conversation because a lot, for what looked like about a two-week stretch there, it looked like James Harden might have squeaked out an MVP out of this season, even though he kicked and screamed his way out of Houston. Yeah. If that's what we want to call it. That's And that's part of his discussion is yeah. the Houston bit of it. But we'll get to that shortly. Um, I, but for him to win the MVP, he has to come back in these – and played the rest of these Nets games, yeah, and be do- and be dominant, be what he was, um, and then help the Nets secure the one seat again, uh, which he had them playing at a really good level um, yeah. pre-injury. But I, the I, if I had a vote, I would not be voting for James Harden because of the Houston bet. Because there was that we're talking about the entire year here. Yeah, there was that five game, eight game stretch. We're talking about he, bringing value. Right. He did not bring value. No. He played like a role player until he got out of Houston. And then he yeah. was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to play like James Harden, yeah. MVP level. Which I, I think it's a fair criticism. We did the same thing with Jimmy Butler a couple years ago when he left yeah. Minnesota, right? We left him off all-star and all-NBA teams because we didn't think he deserved it because of what he pulled in Minnesota. 
not saying it was even the wrong thing to do for like their career, like right. individual career, but it's like you may get docked a little bit in the public view or in the you know votings for certain the awards. The of the MVP, yeah, right? Sure, and so I think it's valid. Also, it's like part of it with the whole Houston thing is he's missed some games now this year. Yep. Um, he he's been dealing with this recent, I think, hamstring issue, and so it's it's like okay, so you've got to play the rest of the year out. Mm. Um. Again, or else you're in that kind of the embreed LeBron type thing of like, have you do you just have too many injuries to really, really be in this discussion? Um, or maybe not even injuries, but games missed to yeah. be in the discussion. Because, right, again, like Dame, the play warrants it, like the MVP award. He's been it's, incredible for the Nets. Like, he's transformed his game again. Yeah. It's like he's... He's like truly a point guard, but then... He can also be like, eh, I guess I'll score thirty along with this. Also, yeah, it's the usual James Harden. Like, I'm, it, I'm gonna make it look super easy. I'm just gonna yeah. score thirty, get ten rebounds, and get ten assists as well. But that's the thing. Like for some of these Brooklyn games, it wasn't ten. It was like fourteen, fifteen, <laughs> sixteen assists. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, it was legitimately just wild what he was doing, uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. And it's like he made Kyrie like take a back seat. Yeah, he really did. And for the Nets, like, it really started helping them, like, take off. And we still really haven't seen the best in the Nets because of injuries across that roster, but hopefully we will here shortly. Moving on. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. One of my favorite players to watch in the NBA, Matt. Did, the, can, can we even put him in this discussion? So many people... The potential three-time. Yeah, MVP. the potential three-time... There's his historical context here. Uh, no one who has won three consecutive MVPs has not had a title going into the third MVP year. Uh, which I would say to that, Matt, this is a regular season award. Yeah. Not a championship barometer type type of award. Also, um, we should be giving out the MVP. This is just a me thing. Like, the day after the season ends. Yeah, like I don't two know two days what. after the season ends. <laughs> giving it out... Like, having award shows all great. Like, it gets another night of, like, NBA. Put the NBA out there. Yeah. I get it. But at the same time... The the voting should at least then take place the day or two after the season ends. If you want to hold the show and the NBA just, like, holds the results, just some intern in the league office is just <laughs> holding on to those results then for a month or whatever, fine. But, like, the voting truly needs to happen, like regular into the regular season because you're right it is a regular season award and also why we have you know finals mvp right because like you know that's that that's a separate but important thing as well yeah yeah um so i think there's some hesitancy here even to talk about Giannis as a, a most valuable player again um because he doesn't have that championship but honestly he's been as every bit as good as he has been in the previous yeah. two mvp seasons if not a tad bit better i that again this is a me thing i really love how he's developed as like a playmaker passer his passing's been really good this Be year because it's just like one they they've gotten some better players around him some part of it's like he has more people to like pass to that right. like legitimately are in good spots and are good players to like distribute and they it can do something with the ball yeah and um like the obviously obviously the acquisition of like drew holiday and others so I, I like the team they put around him as well. But you're right. He's been just as good this year, if not better. So it's like, again, but it's almost the Embiid-Jokic thing of like, 
maybe there's just a lot of guys who are having a good an MVP year this year. Maybe maybe Giannis is actually in the top three of this discussion with Embiid and Jokic. But again, if we're talking about okay, maybe what's a tiebreaker here? Maybe the con on Giannis is the games played, just like there's a con on Embiid for or for Embiid it's games played for Giannis it's MVPs one. Yeah, <laughs> like that sounds weird, but I mean, I guess it it's it, a thing. I it's in center minds. It right. is. I think if Giannis has not won an MVP, I think he probably has a really good chance of winning it this yeah. year. Um, Him and Jokic, I think, would be like a clear top two, right? Yeah. Like as of today. Yeah. Um, but it, there's that conversation without, I mean, voters feel burned for whatever reason for voting for him and him not winning a championship. I don't necessarily get that um, because, like I said, it's a regular season award. If if this was a, like, a, I don't know, I think soccer does, like, a best player of the year or whatever, yeah. and it accounts for the larger scale right, right, yeah. right. Um, play. I don't, I don't know. I I love watching Giannis. I love seeing him play. I think he's a legit candidate, but I know realistically most people aren't going to vote for him. Probably not. Um, so, again, we mentioned him as having an MVP moment the other day. Luka Doncic um, had that leaner. And uh, who are they playing? Memphis. Oh, God. Just, just annihilated um the the people of Memphis in that situation there <laughs> that like was that was crushing the stumbling falling just putting it up like what a ridiculous thing and how lucky are the Mavericks to have like go from Dirk Nowitzki to Luka Doncic to Luka yeah that's pretty it's just like it's you know it's it's like the organizations like going from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck it's just yeah. like you don't deserve that <laughs> yeah. you know but it just happened um and so, Parvitz, you know, Luca's been playing incredible all year. And while we, he had some shooting inconsistencies to start of the year, to start the year, that's largely been, you know, overcome. Like his percentages are fine now. He's been, you know, particularly hot um, the back half of the season. So he's playing at an MVP level. The Mavs, I think, it just takes them getting a bit um, hotter to end the season. They uh, Luca and. Mark Cuban had some quotes about like the playing tournament and everything. Like maybe it's a good idea, but not for this year and everything. And it sounded a bit complainy, like to be honest. Yeah. But here's the idea: play better defense, <laughs> and you, maybe you win a couple more games. And Don't be in the, in the seven. seven. <laughs> right. Um. They're they're two games back of Portland right now. Four games back of L.A. So, I, maybe it's possible to to catch Portland. Mm. Um. LA again maybe depends on how much LeBron and AD play I'd say moving down the stretch um but I would say if they can get out of the playing tournament I just mm. I there's almost in terms of MVP discussion going to be a negative connotation about being in the playing tournament right because then it's it's always been like if you don't make the playoffs you can't be in the MVP discussion now I think it's going to be if you're in the playing can you, you can, in, yeah. yeah I don't even know if you can be in the MVP discussion, so it really limits it even more. Luca has just had so many moments this year where it's like, right. how in the world are you like some of the passes he's like pulled off, yeah. and like it's crazy. He's in what his third year, yeah, and he's already in the MVP discussion, right? Like it, basically in back to back years, now. in back to back, yeah, that's a good point. It's it's gonna be a perennial thing for Luca yes. at this point, yes. right? This isn't like, oh man, this is one year to have an MVP discussion. 
uh, it's going to be a consistent thing. And maybe the Mavs get better next year, and he's more in that top three range. Sure. And maybe that's just part of it is that he just needs a better team yeah. around him to ultimately um, bolster him up the the MVP rankings. So two left, Kawhi. So, again, a major thing for him is going to be the injury discussion. Yeah. The Clippers have 14 games left. I think he, just based off of how many games he's played so far, he's got to play in at least 13 of them. Seems unlikely for Kawhi yeah, to do that. Yeah, it's a lot for him. Um, just because he doesn't tend to do that, um, especially going into the postseason. Usually he's going to rest a little more. So that's probably an automatic disqualifier for him, to be honest. But he is very close to being in the 50-40-90 club. Um, he's at 51.5% from the field, 39.5% from three, and 88% from the free throw line. So I, it'd be one of those, though, if if he did play... 12, 13 games down the stretch. And if he, you know, plays Kawhi Leonard basketball and hits those numbers, I think it's kind of going to reinvigorate him into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe it ultimately just results in a bunch of third, fourth, fifth place votes. But I think it would definitely like catapult him back up there. Because um, probably with him playing that way, playing that many games and playing that way, the Clippers also at worst are firmly in the three. Or they're right behind the Suns. Like, they're right there. So they might catch them. Yeah, it's kind of this weird thing with the Clippers. I think the discussion, the view I've taken on on them seems uh, a lot of other people have too. It's like this postseason hang-up. Kind of like what we've talked about with Giannis. um, Is there's that hesitancy, right? More so from the organization than Kawhi, but yes. Right, right. I don't know. If you watch the Clippers, it just seems off. Like, it doesn't seem fluid ever. And maybe that's part of the reason, too, he's not getting much play nationally as an MVP candidate. But you're right. He's He's just not fun to watch. He's having a really good year, right? Like, defensively, he's been good. He's almost been back to form with just, like, taking the ball away from people's hands. Um, And then, offensively, he's carrying the load for that team. And doing it efficiently, almost hitting 50-40-90, like you just said. Um, it's just tough, I think, to get over that postseason hang-up, yeah. whether it's fair or not. No, I get it. I get it. And part of that's just, you joined the Clippers, and that just is now part of your burden. Um, and then finally, Chris Paul here. So, I, I don't know how much Chris Paul really deserves. He's definitely going to get some, like, fourth and fifth place votes from Charles people. Charles Barkley has been pushing this the most. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't be wrong. If the Suns overtake the Jazz for the top seed in the West, especially now with the Mitchell injury, like mm-hmm. I'd understand um, why it's like, okay, we have to have someone from the Suns in this discussion. And again, part of it's his stats need to pick up. Right. Like he's having like a very, very good Chris Paul year where it's just like he's gonna do all the right things and and uh, lead the team and get guys in the right spots and play still good feisty defense but you know is that is he an mvp well right. the turn around the suns like if you look at the context of like well he joined phoenix we talk about Kawhi joining the clippers chris ball joined phoenix um <laughs> and he's turned them around yeah like, it's really just been chris paul turned them around because other it's largely the same team from last year um out of jay crowder uh, as well but again it's, it's chris paul here so i mean if 
your Chris Paul MVP or MVP discussion is based around, well, he turned around the Suns. I definitely get why he has to be in the conversation. All of the stats don't necessarily match up with all these other guys we've been talking about. Like, I don't even know if he's at like 20 points a game. I don't think he is. He's just, I think he's, he's at like, like 17, 16 or yeah. 17. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a fair point. Like, if we're t- taking the, the award literally, most value, valuable. Right. Um, he's brought the most value probably to the Suns out of any other player. Um, you There is an argument, and I would probably make that argument, that Devin Booker has just been as good. Yeah. We, this came up in the All-Star discussion. That was, why is Devin Booker not the first son to make it in? It feels like the same thing here. Like, Devin Booker has a chance to to maybe be in that conversation, but I get... He's definitely the better scorer of them, which is part, like, of what a lot of people view for yeah. MVP. Um, but, again, it's it's one of those, probably neither is really in the discussion, but right. both warrant mentioning at the because tail end of Because they're the second seed in the West, right? Yeah. Like, that's where they sit. Yeah. It, it's weird. It's almost Spurs-esque, right? And right. It's like, we kind of want to put someone there but yeah. there's not anybody like there's not anybody that one standout superstar like an Embiid or Giannis sure. or someone like that yeah um so I get that CP3 getting some love I think he's probably the most distant out of all yes. of these names that we've brought up right I do agree with you so Ryan league pass watch this week who you got I'm gonna watch maybe the most underrated team in the NBA right now the Memphis Grizzlies playing well playing well got uh, John Morant playing well. Uh, one of my favorite teams to watch this week. We're recording this on a Sunday. So they got the Nuggets Monday night. The Clippers Wednesday night. And then Friday and Sunday, they have the Trailblazers. Okay. And then next Monday, they round out with the Nuggets again. So they've got some good games coming up. Yeah. Um, I'm going to watch Indiana. So... They go Spurs, Thunder, Pistons, and then on Sunday they have the Magic. So, well, don't get me wrong. I'm not really trying to watch the other four teams they're playing. <laughs> um, they're currently sitting at 26 and 30 in that nine spot. You know, they might, if they can go 4 and 0, they're all of a sudden more in that like 7 8 discussion. So, in the East, it just takes one good week. We've been saying that all year. And this might be Indiana's good week to kind of right the ship. And if they don't, then I really just feel like I know who Indiana is. I, I feel like I know. But that would really tell me one way or the other, I think. Yeah. Uh, I will be pulling for the Indiana Pacers this week as they're playing the <laughs> Oklahoma City Thunder. It feels very backwards to root for the other team, but that's where I'm at. You should be pulling for Indiana in that game, but against Indiana in all the other games. <laughs> those are all the other teams that Oklahoma City is competing with for that number one Yeah, draft Detroit. Spot. I need another win this Orlando. week. Orlando. For the love of God, Detroit. I need another win. Anyways, that's all we got for episode 107. Matt, do you want to say anything else before we wrap this thing up? Oh, bam, just sunk the nets. Tough one. <clears throat> yeah, good win for the Heat. Durant uh, left that game. I think Landry Shamit probably led the team in scoring. He was on he was fire. Raining it from every which way on from three. Um, I'm not sure what Kyrie was doing a lot of the game. Just kind of out there. Uh, but, yeah, that's been a question with Kyrie anyway. before. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for listening to episode 107. We will see you back for episode 108 next week. Yeah.